The Braving Business Podcast is brought to you by, well, me. I'm PJ Benoit and have been in the domestic and international logistics and transportation field for over three decades. Are you looking to ship literally anything, direct to consumer or business to business, small package, pallet and freight, truckload, international air and ocean, warehousing and distribution, and so much more? Let's connect. Go to shipwithpj.com to learn more. That's shipwithpj.com. And now for the show. Well, hello there. Hello, sir. How are you? How was your weekend? <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome. Good weather here in Chicago. Yeah. Kind of rare these days. So wonderful weather. Saw some friends. It was great. How about you? That's awesome. Uh, my weekend was uh, was okay. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm out there in the in the dating world, so uh, it's a little different. Um, <laughs> I'm not necessarily loving it, but uh, but it's okay. It's okay. And you know what? The one thing we're actually really worried about in Tampa Bay today is the where we have a storm coming right at us. So oh, we're hoping yeah. to uh, we're hoping to not get hit. You know, last year we got very fortunate. Well, we got fortunate. People to our south were less fortunate. And I yeah. definitely don't want to wish any harm on anyone so Correct. my hope is that wherever this makes landfall it doesn't cause any significant damage yeah uh, but right as it looks it looks like it's coming pretty much right at us again so uh, so wish us well pj because i, I may I not do. even have power for the rest of the week um uh, to do any more any more of these podcast interviews we've got scheduled oh jeez. So. all right well i wish everyone in the greater tampa bay area well actually the entire west coast of florida how about this to us? I wish everyone in the US well. How about um, everyone worldwide? How about you everyone know, th worldwide? Actually, this 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 interview is a perfect interview to wish people well regardless of where they are. What do you think? That's I, absolutely. You know what? Let's also include the aliens that apparently are, you know. Why not? You know, why visiting not? Visiting us all the I, time. I'm all for that. I I think they've been visiting us for a long time. I think they're among us and that's that's going to be for a future episode of Braving Business Alien Edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, the uh, subtitle would be, uh, I think I was abducted. All right. So, um, <laughs> nice. Uh, so, today we have, of course, the wonderful and one of the most courageous women that we've ever had a, an opportunity to meet. Her name is Sakshi Srivastava. And at the age of 19, and here's, we're going to do a deep dive in all of this, but here's why she's incredibly fascinating. At the age of 19, Sakshi began or started losing her vision and today legally blind, but remarkably for reasons we'll delve into in this interview, uh, she has, she still considers herself privileged and her life goal is to use that privilege and her entrepreneurial spirit to empower disadvantaged communities. So incredible. She's a serial social entrepreneur who in 2015 co-founded a nonprofit in India called Bucket List aiming to give disadvantaged children their own genie, which we're going to get into. Uh, more recently, Sakshi and her husband, Hirsch, along with, she would like you to know, their five-year-old Husky, are building a wearable device AI company called Shunya, a name that has remarkable rationale behind it, as well as the vision behind it. And Talana cannot wait for you all to hear about this. But for, for now, let's meet this driven and brilliant young woman, Sakshi. First of all, a role model that you are making lemonade out of lemons, for sure. It's an honor for us to have you on the Braving Business Podcast. It's uh, it's my honor entirely. Thank you for having me, Tal and PJ. 
uh i uh, in advance i'd like to apologize for the tearing up visual impairment has a brain of its own so um i'm not actually crying in case anybody is thinking that it just watery okay so um thank you thank you for having me no worries don't make me cry don't don't make me cry yeah. okay well, i'll try i'm a best. crier i i cry very <laughs> easily so there will be some crying um but uh, that's how it goes <laughs> Um, also, you know, Tal, I do believe you know, aliens exist as well. You do? So, wow. Yeah, okay. I'm looking well, forward know, to uh, that episode you'll be doing. Not only, we, PJ, we have our guest for that episode, apparently. <laughs> well, we have, I'd love to. Oh, a, so a third excited. co-host. We just need to find an alien who can speak <laughs> a language we understand yeah, that can be on the show. Hopefully soon. <laughs> um, so, Sakshi, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you here today. And I'm, I'm um, delighted for our audience to get to meet you because what you're doing is in is just incredible. Uh, not only what you've done Thank so you. far in your life, but what your mission with this with this company, you have this vision of helping people who are visually impaired walk independently and safely. That's what Shunya is about, the technology, which by the way is not vaporware. This actually exists. You guys have built it. Uh, leverages AI and sensors uh, to provide mobility navigation to the blind uh, with the objective of helping them not only find a way around, but also identify and interact with, with objects and people. I got to say, it kind of sounds like Tesla self-driving uh, technology for humans. But I think it's pretty cool. Um, and uh, you know, and I don't want to miss. I'm going to say that again. And you'll have a chance to talk about it later in the program. But you and and your husband Hirsch, who by the way is a PhD, uh, you're looking for allies. You're looking for partners and investors uh, to help move this mission forward. Uh, and yes. so, if anyone is interested in uh, being connected to Sakshi, you can reach us at uh, www.bravingbusiness.com, um, and we'll be happy to connect you to Sakshi after the call. But let, let's get started with. Your journey in 2015, uh, you co-founded a, a nonprofit in India called Bucket List. Today, there are 30 people which work with underprivileged children on and around the streets of the capital city. Yes. Um, and since 2022, you are you're now a volunteer uh, in this space. So, I'd love to understand, you know, um, what motivated you? What was what, what called you to start your entrepreneurial journey of all places? um where you did um with with okay. essentially servicing maybe the most vulnerable and disadvantaged community certainly um in india and probably uh, among the most disadvantaged and vulnerable communities in the world yeah. okay so um yeah 2015 i started i honestly did not have a plan to become an entrepreneur i was working as a writer with a couple of um companies for expats as well as local companies so it was not planned at all uh what took me to it was just an experience where me and my friends were hanging out at a place near a corporate space in delhi the capital city and um, we just started speaking to a couple of kids uh, they were essentially rat pickers and they were picking the trash over there and they were just tiny kids they were like four years to 12 years anywhere in between that age. And um, so one of the friends uh, who I was hanging out with, she is a social worker, like by education, by her profession. And um, she wanted to start the organization. We were there, we got talking. And at the time, I did not know what I would do, honestly, but I knew I had to do it. I just How old were you in 2015, Sakshi? How old were you in 2015? Uh, I was... 2015 24 i was 24 i had to do some maths there so i was 24 
And what did you uh, do at 24, PJ? I don't think you started in a nonprofit <laughs> to help disadvantaged children in 24. 24, geez. My God, that's so long ago. Um, I was working for the National Airline of Italy. Oh, well, wow. Okay. That's Alice Italian Airline, as we used to call it. Alitalia. Alitalia, of course. Alitalia. I've flown that airline. Oh. All right, Sachi, sorry, sorry to have interrupted you. Keep <laughs> no, going. not you, you, at your all. Your story is much more interesting. Oh, than totally. <laughs> no, Absolutely. not at all. I'm, I think everybody's story is very interesting. It's told the right way at the right time, by the right There way. you go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So, yeah, we got talking. I knew I had to do it. I quit my job. I started as building all of the content for the organization. And, of course, I was always on the ground. Um Slowly, I learned. I'm a big uh, believer in learning continuously. I don't so much believe in degrees. I believe if uh, anybody is up for learning anything, you'll find the content. You'll find a way. Maybe not the stamp and the degree of the big, big universities, but you'll have the learning for sure. So I learned. I learned my way through it, through social work, through social entrepreneurship, through child psychology and all sorts of things required for it. We developed uh, whatever was required. And I jumped right into it. I was a full-time co-founder and operations head for seven years before I switched to volunteering position. And then again, did not plan to get into entrepreneurship. So I'm complete, I'm a very passion-driven person, right? I don't do things. I learned early on that if I do things which my heart is not into, I will not succeed, right? So yeah, I did not plan to become an entrepreneur one more time, but my uh, husband, uh, who you mentioned earlier, and the founder of Shunya, he came up with this brilliant idea and I was instantly hooked. I knew I had to do it. So with his motivation, his brains, his experience, and my experience put together, this is where I am. So once again, I'm an entrepreneur. First time it was a nonprofit. Now I intend to build a successful company in us so that yeah. is uh that is amazing i love the accidental entrepreneur right? <laughs> yeah like like really that's perfect yeah that's because, exactly what happened because yeah because what it means is that you are purpose and passion driven right there's there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to figure out you know how do i make this better how can i how can i leverage this or take advantage of a miscue here or whatever whatever the case right. is there's right. many reasons why you want to yeah. be an entrepreneur why you want to start something but the I always think that the accidental entrepreneur is the one who's like I you know just like you're saying never really thought about being an entrepreneur wasn't a huge goal of mine but all of a sudden here I am because I believe in this. Yes, I, is- I I believe in the problem statement. I know it exists. I ha- I'm living it. I have endless number of friends who are living it. I've done my research. We've done a primary survey. I've done everything to ensure that the problem is there and there are not enough solutions. And I feel the more I get into it, the more passionate we get about it, there's no turning back, right? It has to happen. If we don't do it, who would, right? We can't keep waiting for solutions to just pop up someday if somebody else thinks of it. We got to do it today, right now. Yeah, Whatever it takes. Let's talk about um, you know the, the 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 journey you've traveled. So in 2015, when you started Bucket List, you still had your vision. I, I think you still you I needed did. a uh, I believe a magnifying glass to read, yes. but you were able to read. Yes, I started losing my vision at 19. Yeah. 
So, um, and my vision loss comes in episodes. So every few years, it would go further down. There would be an episode stretching like a week or a couple of weeks. And by the end of it, I've lost some more of my vision. And, um, you know, I'm one step closer to complete blindness. And I've had three of those episodes so far. In my knowledge, in fact, as a child, I did have an episode as well. That's what my doc- doctors assumed because my uh, field of vision was had was reduced by 19 already. I just hadn't caught it. So, um, yeah, in my conscious memory, I started losing my vision at 19. Another episode happened at 25, which was the tough space. I started bucket list at 24. And within a year, my biggest episode happened. And it was crazy. I was... Uh, before that, before 19, I was perfectly fine. I was reading books. I'm a big reader. Um, after that, I was into magnifying glasses. I would zoom in a lot. Most of the things I wouldn't even read because I wasn't introduced to assistive technology yet. I was still trying to chase that version of myself of being fully sighted. Uh, at 25, when I had my biggest and second episode, um, I think that was the biggest one and that was really challenging because that was when I went from magnifying glasses to not being able to see at all because it all went really hazy. So that's when I got into assistive technology and somehow, you know, um, bucket list really needed me at the time, right? We were really young. We were just starting off. We all had our, um, you know, chores cut out for us, what we had to do, what we, we must do to reach the point where we want to be. And, um, to have that kind of breakdown in the middle of that uh, phase, it was crazy. But I will be honest, the fact that I'm passion-driven, it actually got me through it because my heart was into bucket list and I couldn't let it go. It took me a week to mentally get myself in that space. And once I did, I think I remember writing a long email to my co-founders and uh, I told them I'm going through this. I'm going to need 30 days. Uh, like a complete off. I'm going to get myself back up. Um, the things I'm not able to read, I'll find a way to read. I'll find a way to get through documents. I'll find a way to type again. I'll find a way to have my food by myself and um, a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I did that and I got through it somehow in a month. And my target was within a year, I'll be fully independent one more time. And I did that again. So I think well, I don't know if you heard that sound, but that was actually the emergency management system. Uh, oh, um, no. Did you hear that? You did not. Okay. Well, wow. I heard it loud and clear in my ears. It has to do with the fact that we're in Tampa Bay, which is, yeah, uh, as we speak, facing a, a pretty bad storm. I'm glad you guys didn't hear it. I was, <laughs> you know, I, I, PJ knows this about me, actually, uh, Sakshi. I, I have uh, suffered from a hearing loss in one of my ears oh. almost my entire life. And oh. actually, three weeks ago, I had it repaired. Uh, it was a it was a birth defect. Three weeks ago, oh. I had it repaired. And it it's working? amazing. Other than yes, it is working. It's working too well. The first few weeks after surgery, I'm told the degree of sensitivity in the ear is uh, incredible. Um, and um, and so literally, I'm 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 hearing ringing in my ears now. I apologize for interrupting you. <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely everyone, fine. I thought everyone could hear the same thing I could hear, which was a very loud beep. I'm surprised. I'm in Tampa, too. I didn't get that uh, notification. Your phone's probably on mute, which I forgot to do before I started the interview. So (laughs) Uh, uh, there you go. So, Sakshi, I have a couple questions for you. But first, um, if you don't mind, take us back a little bit. So 
Uh, just because I'm unaware of of what you've gone through from a vision loss perspective is was mm-hmm. it was it something genetic? Was it a disease? Is it a is it like a a tumor oh, thing? Like, there we like, go. I'm sorry. No worries. You, you, Your phone's wrong. Oh. Are you getting the same thing I yeah. got? There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> the emergency broadcast system is uh, is telling us to to run. I think. We'll yeah, do it right after the interview. Don't go yet. Let's let's finish <laughs> okay. the interview first. Then, we're, then you and I are both getting in our cars, getting the hell out of Dodge. Done. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. Yes, PJ. So I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. So so what was you know at 19 that that is kind of like a is a shocking age, right? I I have children who are teens, young adults. So to think, oh, you know, one of my one of my children may lose their sight at 19 is horrifying, right? It's it's very yeah. scary. So what what caused that to happen to you? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, So my doctors in India assume it's an autoimmune condition. It's all assumption based, based on elimination process. So millions of tests, probably or thousands at least. And um, we don't know exactly. Indian doctors uh, think it's an autoimmune condition. The American doctors thought initially it it might be genetic. They ran the test, but it was inconclusive. So, yeah, nobody knows why it happens and how it happens. And honestly, at this point, it's gone so bad. They're not even able to detect any difference. Like, it's already pretty bad, right? Oh, wow. So how do they know if it's gone worse? And, and when you so, say, no, we don't know. Okay. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. Not mm-hmm. knowing has got to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, um, when when you said you have an episode, is it like a migraine? Is it a like? no that's the frustrating part um a lot of times i lose a lot of my vision just because i'm not able to assess that i'm losing it because there's no physical sign what i have to keep doing over the years is i i keep checking my vision every few weeks and i checking how much am i able to see what's the area what's the level of haziness if it's changing then i rush to the doctor they put me on steroids. I've been on steroids and medications for like over nearly two decades now. So, um, yeah, there's hardly any tell either. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, I've basically accepted it's going to happen. So sooner okay. or later, it's fine. It's going right. to happen. Well, no, thank, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. And to highlight this, um, the statistic is that there's 2.2 billion Mm-hmm. billion visually yeah. impaired people in the world. So yeah. I'm assuming that's that's from just, you know, light eyeglass wearers all the way to complete No, uh, surprisingly, I am not, uh, those statistics don't include uh, correctable vision things. So, um, wow. yeah, they are moderate to severe. There's this term MSVI, moderate to severe visual impairment plus blindness. So uh, 2.2 billion is primarily that and I, and I believe you told us in the pre-interview that that's a number that's supposed to double it's supposed years. to double in uh, so blindness is supposed to double in 25 years and visual impairment msvi is gonna triple in 25 years those are the statistics the, however you see it good way bad way the market is gonna boom yeah right you mm-hmm. might uh, however you might feel about it it's so, mixed feelings of course but yeah the market is gonna so shoot. then yeah. shunya this this mm-hmm. company that you're creating is mm-hmm. uh absolutely one of the best targeted things then absolutely and it's the perfect timing 
there's not uh, there's not enough assistive technology there's barely any assistive technology out there there are no big companies investing their money and uh, resources in it uh, however all the ones who have made it uh, they are billion dollar companies right now so a million dollar sorry i think the biggest uh, shareholder had a revenue of 10 million in 2020 so the space is going to shoot mm-hmm. uh, um, it's just the timing right now we are in the nascent stage of assistive market and yet it's already a 8.3 billion uh, market in us alone Jeez. so and you had mentioned yeah. that Let, let's, oh, i'm sorry go ahead tell no it's fine um i i want to maybe dive into shunya um the story behind the name yeah. so it's it's a really fascinating name yeah. i i i had to read up on it because you know at first when i saw the name and it's actually spelled the silent k Yeah. So I was saying it all wrong and then <laughs> and you told me what the name was and you told me a bit about the name and then I went and did some reading about the name and I was yeah. blown away by the rationale <laughs> behind you. the name. Can you tell the audience what the I name Shunya means? I appreciate the effort. And uh, yeah. yes, of course. So Shunya is the Sanskrit word for zero, literally speaking, and philosophically it essentially means everything that encompasses everything else. So as you would know 90% of an atom is empty space right so I wouldn't know that that's very kind of you to think I would but I I would not know that at all PJ would would you know that I was I was nodding like I did know it but no I didn't know. yeah no I didn't know it at all I mean not even okay. at all. I, my son would know I guess it, it's sure, the PhD husband thing that's why I know. probably I wouldn't know either so it's very I mean I feel honored that you assumed that I would know that but I don't yeah that I mean it's not my fault i don't take any credit for that at all or any blame for it but so, as you were saying and as we all know 90% of the atom is empty space yes, i learned right? that it's actually space so we want our be... audience since pj and i of course know yes, this of course, go ahead <laughs> i have a tattoo of it on my back please yeah of course so um all right so we essentially want to uh, be that obvious you know assistive technology doesn't have to be a privilege it needs to be a right there is enough disab- and imagine 2.2 billion is just visual impairment right there are so many other types of disabilities out there it's all around you and yet do you see disabled people around you walking on the streets just like a part of the regular society no they don't not enough of us do we are so damn scared to get out of our comfort zone because the world out there is scary and it's dangerous and it's 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 not accessible it's not worth the amount of effort we have to put in to kind of navigate the world that for, that's made for sighted people right so assistive technology needs to be that obvious that disability should not be such a um what, what would i call it like such a curse you know it shouldn't be a curse like oh i remember when i started losing my vision my parents as this i'm sure you can imagine they were losing their shit you know of yeah. course we were all trying to be really strong for the other person but i knew they were losing the shit i lost my share at some point uh, am i allowed to use of course yes. you are yeah okay, too late word. now no it's just kidding totally fine okay. totally fine you're fine <laughs> okay right i realized that belatedly mm-hmm. okay so yeah we were losing our mind entirely our collective shit yes our collective Everyone's shit shit's everywhere Yeah, I mean my mother's primary concern was I just hope she can retain enough vision so that she when she's having her periods she's able to manage herself. Mm. That was the bare minimum concern like it was crazy. It, she she had already given up. Like not that she should have a job or she should 
uh, be able to like get out there, get her own money and none of that, you know, we'll take care of her. But poor thing, she's going through this. At least she should be able to survive, right? It's a curse in today's world. And it's not about India. It's everywhere. So disability should not be a curse. We all have it. Believe, I mean, we all have it. For some of us, it's physical. For some of us, it's uh, visible. For most of us, it's not, you know. For example, if there's someone who has social anxiety, that's a disability, and it, it would cripple them at some point and it would be really hard for them to navigate the regular world with that. We've got to make it really okay. It's fine. It's like having curly hair, for example. So what if you have it? You may love it. You may hate it. But it's not such a big deal, right? Mm. So that's well, you know, where I, I, Shunya I, I, came I, from. <laughs> one of the interesting things about Shunya being essentially... Um, zero um or emptiness or nothingness is is and i love this part when i was reading about it that emptiness or nothingness or zero uh, when added to other numbers uh can really in increase the order of magnitude right so you add two zeros oh, to a one you, you have a hundred right a hundred percent and uh you know so i think the point here is you know let's not leave anyone behind there's yeah. an opportunity here yes. to bring people along and mm -hmm not only improve their lives, but improve our collective lives because they have something exactly. to contribute yeah. and they're being held back from, from doing that. So I, yeah. I think it's. Imagine the amount of uh, economic growth we'll have if all of the disabled people are able to like function oh, yeah. professionally the same way as everybody else. And they it's don't a, right now because obviously they're not, they're not able to. Yes, yeah. Please. It's a multiplier, right? Like it's yeah. uh, that pool is not being tapped in regards to uh, creative work product and, and exactly. being able to put it out there. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I honestly don't blame anybody because I can totally imagine it's really hard for a sighted person to kind of get into, to even consider getting into that problem statement, you know, visual impairment and disability is not one specific uh, blueprint. It's very nuanced. It differs from people to people, differs from body to body, experience to experience. Uh, so I can totally imagine how an able person would find it really hard to uh, enter that space, just mentally. I'm not talking like professionally or academically or, um, you know, if they'll be able to. Of course, anybody will be able to if they put their mind to it. But it's a scary space to be. So they would rather spend their time on autonomous cars and space rockets and why not because uh, you know that's easier so yeah. i don't blame anybody but if me and harsh don't do it i don't see anybody else who you know who'll have that kind of mental strength to get through this phase and one of the things that i absolutely love is the fact that you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are like, hey, I have a I have a fantastic idea. No matter what the application is, whether it's, you know, for, for you, passion-driven and also purpose-driven, but whatever, whatever the goal is, they have, you know, they say, all right, I have this fantastic idea. I need funding and then I'm going to go build it, right? I'm selling you on an idea and then yeah. you're going to help me fund it and, yeah. and help me develop it. And that's great. And we're all going to yep. be partners and all that. You guys have already created. Yep. You've we already, have the you've already created the solution. Yeah. Yep, we have the solution. Uh, honestly, uh, Shunya started with the solution, actually, because for us, the problem is everyday life, right? I'm living it. Harsh chose to live with it. Um, so 
you know, when we got married, I was already legally blind. So he chose to live with it. He studied upon it and being a researcher by profession, he did all of his work. And it's actually, so the problem statement wasn't new to us as a couple uh, or as professionals or whatever you want to call it. But um, the solution was definitely new. After we had lived together for a couple of years already, he, I think, putting all of that time together and whatever was going on in his head, he came up with the solution first. And when I heard of that, that uh, clicked in, you know, because we've, we've looked into a lot of assistive technology for me from India to US globally, everywhere. There's not enough technology out there or adequate. It's not even about enough. There just needs to be one good solution, right? For it to work. And there's not a single good solution out there. Either it's not affordable or it's not enough or it doesn't do the job or it's too much hassle to get like a little bit part of the job done. So, yeah, uh, I, it's I actually wanna, the I solution. I want to take a quick, a quick step thing. back because because mm-hmm. um, I, I would be remiss. And this is I'm literally sitting here and I'm feeling goosebumps about the fact that your husband loves you so much. Yeah. Yeah. That Knock on wood. He could not stop thinking about how to make he your couldn't. life better. He couldn't I every think single that day. That's just just remarkable. And you know, yeah. I, PJ knows I am. I talk about love a lot at this podcast mm-hmm. and in general because I really do think that that's a lot of times the missing ingredient uh, to make a life more purpose filled. Yeah, and I think it's and absolutely honestly, beautiful. Um, that that's where it started. Beautiful. Thank you. I will pass on that compliment. And um, yeah. honestly. Um, it's not just the big things, right? Um, you, might, Somebody, one of the listeners might think, oh, okay, he had a brilliant idea. Maybe he saw the business uh, behind it. And that's why he had, you know, he pushed through it. Uh, actually, no, last week he put together a tandem. He So he had a bicycle. He got a tandem attachment. And I have never ridden a bicycle for obvious reasons. As a child also, I just never picked it up. And when I started losing my vision, I just obviously couldn't get the i'm i can only think of slang words somehow that's okay uh, use them. I couldn't, it's all right i couldn't do it right so right. Um, mm-hmm. um it was a little scary and um, i never did it so he put together that whole tricycle kind of not i don't know what it's even called those three wheels bicycle yeah tricycle it, that's what, that's what it is yeah it, that's what it's that's called, the only right? bike that pj can ride also by the way <laughs> Nowadays. Yeah, so that extension, and I finally rode a bicycle last week, like for the first time. Wow. In my life. And that's, that's how he his brain works. Like he he's a very hands on guy. How does it feel so, to be that loved? Overwhelmed, you know. It's uh, it's overwhelming sometimes when I when I'm really thinking about it. It's, I mean, there's not enough I can do to give back. You know, I mean, I'm, sure I'm not saying it I'm needs sure he doesn't. To... I'm sure he would disagree with you vigorously. <laughs> I am sure he would have the same yeah. comment about yeah. you, right? I am oh, sure that he would God. say, yeah. I can't do enough. I'm sure actually he would feel the same way. But I think that's what makes a partnership work, right? Mm-hmm. When you both feel that way. Uh, one way wouldn't work. If you both feel that, um, you know, the other person deserves it and we want to do it. That's how we make it work. And that's how we're making our relationship work. And I think we bring that kind of compassion as well as a sink into the business as well with us. I love that. It really works. I, I want to, I wanna, 
you know, uh, you gave us an incredible analogy in the pre-interview. I just, I was blown away. I mean, your, your wisdom, your, uh, you know, you are the same age as my oldest daughter and your wi- and my oldest daughter is wonderful. Just for the record, I'm she's sure. very, she, she's doing, she's doing wonderful things. You blow my mind with, with, uh, you know, with, the, with the, this analogy that you gave us, um, you said, you know, here's an analogy to what entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is comparable to walking in the dark. And yeah. in that sense, all entrepreneurs share some of my experience. That's what you told us. Yes. Wow. First of all, absolutely. Um, can Can you dive a bit deeper into that analogy? Yes, um, I would love. What even made to. you think of that? And, and tell us more, you know, about what what that means to you. Okay. What made me think of that? I'll take that one first. Um, so I think entrepreneurship is not as. I mean, of course, there are brilliant challenges over there to overcome, but the mindset that you need to kind of constantly keep overcoming something that comes easy to me because I live that on a daily basis. Right. So that's what made me think that why is this feeling challenging to say someone else and it's not feeling so challenging to me. That's when I realized that it's because I'm already doing it every single day. I've been doing it for over a decade now. And what that is, uh, it's like you're walking in the dark, you're constantly you're aware, you're constantly aware of your surroundings, you have to be really present right now, and see what you can make out of whatever you have in your radius, right? You can use your hands, you can use your legs, or whatever you have in your hands, assistive technology would definitely help. But uh, my point is, you don't know what's in front of you. You really don't know as an entrepreneur, you don't know what's going to come up. Uh, Sometimes, uh, investor will turn up. Sometimes an investor will not turn up. Sometimes they would give you a fantastic review and then again, not turn up or reject you later. I mean, not anything can happen. You cannot be sure that whatever you're expecting or preparing for is going to happen right at that time, right? So it's very close to that. If you close your eyes and you practice uh, walking around and going through your daily life, uh, God forbid it, you ever needed it. But you know, if you consciously try to practice that, once you overcome that fear of the unknown, you can be a better entrepreneur. I promise you. It's just that fear of unknown that what's going to happen? What if this happens? I remember when I started losing my vision and I have a lot of friends who do this fun. It's fun for all of us, visual impairment. For us, it's no big deal anymore. So we've done it a lot of times. We all blindfold ourselves and everyone's getting through uh, some obstacles. And it's just that fear. The moment someone is over that fear, you can achieve anything. So I think it's very comparable. It's uh, you use whatever resources you have and you get through the darkness. Do not be afraid of what wall or pole or uh, pothole is coming your way. It's You'll be fine if you're ready. If you're ready in your head to overcome a challenge, I think it's going to be fine. Any entrepreneur will be fine. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a very uh pointed analogy right it's i think it's it's very on the nose as we would say um i but i also think that you know for for some some entrepreneurs if you're if you're starting a business and you're still working a full-time job somewhere else then yeah. it is somewhat like walking in in yes. the dark right you're you're you're, sure. you're kind of arms outstretched you're 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 feeling your way through it for yeah. others like myself where we just leave everything and dive into it yeah. It's almost like sprinting in the dark yep. because, you know, oh, that's how I feel that's all the time. I'm I'm out of breath and terrified, 
right? Yes. So yes. that's that's, that's that, you just improved the analogy so much. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that, that's so much better. <laughs> well, he does that. He's a PJ's an added value kind of guy. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I, I don't have any inherent value myself, but I just kind of <laughs> leech off everyone else. It, it works out really well. Um, <laughs> so, real real quick about Shunya and and the technology itself. Mm-hmm. Is, is it something that you wear? Is it something like yeah? It, it's like a it's, so it's a wearable device. We've developed a deep tech technology solution. Basically, it has from AI to software to hardware. It, it's a it's a combination of multiple technologies, and it, it's going to be embedded into a wearable. It is a wearable, the prototype, and uh, yeah, you wear it on your legs. It gives you haptic as well as audio feedback, whichever the user might feel. As you can imagine, sometimes we need our ears really open because, mm. you know, if sight is not working, the ears have to work. So um, you might just want haptic feedback. And sometimes you might not want haptic feedback. You want to cut yourself off and you want, okay, there's, there's, uh, hi, can you guys see him? Oh, there he is. There he him. is. He wants to dog. play. I can't play right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, what was I saying? You, uh, haptic well, technology. You know. Technology. Right. So, the technology, it's a wearable. You put it on your legs and you just walk. It will give you haptic feedback. Uh, there are three things it does. One is obstacle uh, detection. Basically, if something is coming up, uh, pothole, pole, people, cars, a wall, anything. Then there's surface identification, which is if uh, there are stairs coming up or there's an incline or you're going from grass to road or a pavement or a sidewalk, it will be able to tell you that. And finally, there's navigation. So if I want to, if I enter in my device, which will be the software interface um, that I want to go from this point to point B, it will give you the entire safest navigation to walk to that point, take a left, take a right. And all of it can be done through haptics. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, PJ. When I had a call with, with Sakshi and, and a couple of her colleagues, I think Hirsch was one of them. And, uh, and I, of course, and I heard this and, and I smugly said, oh, this is basically like, uh, you know, like what Tesla does with, you know, um, uh, allowing you to see your environment. And, uh, and Hirsch is a very gentle guy. And what he said to me was, that is true, but we're building a device for $200. <laughs> um and yeah. Tesla's Tesla's technology just that part is about ten thousand dollars yeah, yeah. Give you a and sense. they have uh, a lot of space in the car to make they do, it work. right yeah, a lot of space a lot, of a lot more cost it gives yeah. you a sense of the um technological feat that Sakshi and Hirsch and their team have have been able to accomplish it's it's yeah. astonishing it's it literally is. astonishing it is brilliant. Um, if you could actually yeah. keep it at that price point to have it accessible mm-hmm. for everyone instead yeah. of insurance companies and all these other things okay. getting involved where all of a sudden your wonderful, all-inclusive, um, all-encompassing technology now is going to be out of reach for most people. Uh, oh, that would be heartbreaking. I, I know, right? <laughs> but keep up the good fights, Akshi. That's that's Thank amazing. You. That is amazing. Uh, so on a lighter note... <laughs> <laughs> amidst you know coming hurricanes and and uh mm-hmm. yeah, everything else we've been talking about 
you yeah. have shared a few humorous incidents uh, <laughs> in your past where like you've dated uh, more than your girlfriends who actually had their site have had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it opens up your horizons. I'm telling you, it opens up your brain, <laughs> visual impairment. You can see beyond the superficial stuff, right? Yeah. So it's so much easier. The world is massive. And when you have these sight things like sight and all, it's just it, it's a hindrance in dating life, I tell you. Has so, yeah. have have you noticed that other senses have been heightened for you? Um no, that's actually false. That doesn't actually happen uh physically. But yes, you get more aware for sure. I mean if there's a if there's if you're walking on the street and uh, if there's a pole, I'm not touching it, but it's somewhere close. I can sense it. Uh, but that's, again, uh, it's not a physical thing that um, increased senses that increased automatically. It's just I'm more aware of those other senses. So, yes, it does happen. I am, well, much better practiced with the other senses than, let's say, an average sighted person. You know, with my luck, I, I have one more question, okay. and, and then PJ will PJ will finish us up. But go ahead, PJ. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say, um, yeah. if I ever had one of my senses be diminished, uh, with my luck, my sense of taste would be increased, and then I would even eat even more than I do now, which would be terrible. Goodness, <laughs> that's yummy. Thank you for that imagery, PJ. Yeah, no worries. I appreciate that. <laughs> PJ likes to make you know, PJ. You are a perfectly. I mean, I I don't know why you keep doing that because I I. I don't think you should make fun of yourself when it comes to eating. You are, you are a beautiful man. And I mean that, and I know you on the inside and on the outside, and I think you're genuinely beautiful. So well, I just want to say you. that. I, I, I do That's appreciate that. I mean it. Look, I, mean I, it. I always say I'm in shape. Round is a shape. So, uh, <laughs> Sachi, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Finn, I, ahead, I, I have my, my last question and PJ, I think we'll finish this off. But my question mm -hmm. to you is, um, related to something again, that you wrote, uh, mm -hmm. in, in your pre-interview notes, you, mm -hmm. you mentioned the importance of, uh, not always thinking things one day at a time. That's a common thing to people here. Oh, take things one day at a time. But you actually said, no, you need to envision where you want to be in five years. Yeah. And I gotta say, first, I'm going to, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that talking about vision and envisioning with you given your physical challenge and your yeah. mission feels a little disrespectful to me so i just want to first make sure that my using that terminology it's doesn't in any way fine. shape or form yes. offend okay yes well, no fine. it's absolutely fine vision goes beyond eyes so it's love fine. that okay that's that's beautiful gosh you're so wise um awesome. so let's tell me where you where you see shunya five years from now what, what kind of an impact what kind of scale what it is, where, mm -hmm. where, and, and let me tell you something. I'm going to, I'm going to make a, a very bold prediction. Mm -hmm. Whatever you envision, whatever you believe, you're going mm -hmm. to manifest. I, I, it's just, it's, it's Not written all over you. You will. It's written all over you. You're going to have people in your corner. You already know I'm one of them. There are yeah. going to be people that are going to manifest alongside you because you deserve it. Thank you. And, Thank you. and you, and you are uh, exactly the kind of person that people coalesce behind. So, uh, and that's why I'm doing it and other people will as well. But where do you see Shunya five years from now? 1% of the entire market. That's where we are. Uh, we are going to change. Um, what's the exact number? Let me tell you. The number of units sold is... I'm going to Shunya you and I'm going to add a zero to that. And I'm going to say 10%. Really? Yes. I am I, a very safe player, to be honest. I'm not a risk taker. I may be passionate, but I'm not a risk taker. So 
Thank what you. What kind of entrepreneur is not a risk taker? Yeah. I think. I was, <laughs> was going to say. Believe me, you're a risk taker. Yeah. You yeah. just don't appreciate just you just, quite how much of one you are. Exactly. You, you, might, yeah, not, you might not think about, you know, you might not be bothered Maybe I don't think risk. of those things as risk. Exactly. I think yeah, of them exactly. as challenges, which will come, you know, yeah. no matter well, what. The point is, I guess, even, even. Even if it's one percent, it's a yeah. it's a multi billion dollar business. And I guess that's the point, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I, that's I, where think, I'll be I think in five you years. can aim higher. I also love PJ that you know in my discussions with her. One of her goals would be to to make this technology available to impoverished people, mm. ideally Everybody. for free. Yeah, uh, you know and, there you are know, kids we, in India, thousands and millions of kids who don't even go to school because they don't have sight for obvious reasons. The parents don't feel comfortable. Uh, that they can go to school uh, by themselves and the parents don't have the opportunity or the privilege to kind of pick and drop them all the time. And then how will they function inside the school, right? So a lot of kids stay out of even education, which means it's a whole vicious circle. Yeah. They don't go to school. They don't get educated. They don't get a job. And then they don't have any money to afford anything else apart beyond that either. So I want to change that. I mean, Visual impairment is not something that we cannot kind of mitigate to some extent with technology, so much technology in the world and such brilliant brains. So um, I want to change that. I want it to be extremely affordable and reach every last uh, visually impaired child, person, adult, everybody, because uh, otherwise it's a privilege, right? At the end of the day, otherwise it'll just remain a privilege excuse me and i wanted to become a right it needs to become a right pj we were talking about you know a model um where um much like uh americans and people around the world are accustomed to donating money twenty dollars a month so that a child can eat sure. right um that type of a model where where people can get behind funding this equipment in in the developing world uh could could change tens of millions, hundreds of millions of lives. And among these children who are disadvantaged and not put in a position to, to learn are some utterly brilliant minds. And so to me, it wouldn't even be a matter of charity. This is, this is, this is how we as a civilization move down the path of more inclusion and inclusion. We now know this, this is not you know, this is not uh, happy talk. Inclusion leads to better outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes. I, I think that uh, you know that this is going to be uh, this is going to be a uh, a seminal moment. I, I believe once once Sakshi and 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 Hirsch and their team can take this to market on scale and impact lives, um, it's 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 going to be something that you know any of us that were involved in it will look back and say. This may well have been the highlight of my professional career, maybe my life. Mm. Um, Knock on wood. And yeah, um, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm I'm being completely sincere about I how really much I how that. how much I think of you and your mission and your vision. Thank you. Well, I've always Thank said you if you so could much. if you could uh, if you could help people and live comfortably at the same time. You know, oh. like you help outside. You and help we inside. can. I don't know why we think it's all a charity or, yeah. you know, it, we, is, we can. There is enough money out there to be able to do this. I saw. Right? I saw. Nobody has to die hungry just because we want to help someone else. Exactly. I saw statistics, you know, regarding the U.S. I saw uh, statistics today that a bag of Cheetos, if every person in the U.S. who's working donated 
as much as it costs for a bag of Cheetos, homelessness in the U.S. would be would be taken care of for about a year. Wow. Right? Wow. I mean, it's just it's go. just like putting the numbers to scale, like how, how yes. it works. And it's all about scaling. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like small little bits from everyone yeah. helps everyone. Right. So um, yeah. lastly, one last thing. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you have a piece of mm-hmm. advice for our listeners, um, whether they are aspiring entrepreneurs, their current business owners, or people just facing their own challenges? What would you say to them? to help them overcome those challenges? Well, mind over body and don't be, it's all in your head. I'm not saying the problem is in your head. No, no, no. The problem is real. The problem is absolutely happening to you. But the solution might stem from your head. So if a lot of times, again, I don't want to be generic and go like, it might apply to every single person, but most of the people, if you are ready to kind of overcome it, if you've put your head to it, reach out for support. Ask other people. If you need, uh, if it's mental health, ask for therapy. If it's physical challenges, go for assistive technology. If it's um, entrepreneurship, look for funds. Do what you can and then look for funds. I know if not everybody, then there will be somebody who will back you up, just like Tal is supporting us, right? So, um there are a lot of things that um, that you can do to overcome it. The outcome might not be the same. I cannot tell you that the outcome will be exactly that you envisioned, but it will be something and maybe it'll even be better. You don't know that, right? So don't stop fighting is all I would ask. And um, that's one thing. Do not stop fighting. There is a solution. The world is massive. There are billions of people out there. There has to be a solution, right? There's no problem without a solution. So don't stop fighting and overcome the fears. If you can overcome the fears, the only way through fear is through the fear. Like you have Mm -hmm. to get through it, experience it, process it, and get to the other side. I think that would do it. In you know, most my, cases, my, my favorite uh, TV show is Ted Lasso. I don't know if anybody. Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah. I have. If you haven't I seen Ted Lasso, so you must see Ted Lasso. Probably yeah. one of the one of the most brilliant. Uh, it's it's it was Absolutely. miscast initially as a comedy, and it is very funny. Yes, but it is well well beyond that. It is actually you know one of the one of the most uh, yeah. in, incredible uh, example of leadership Absolutely. and humanity that I've ever seen. And there's a scene in in season two. Um, mm-hmm. where uh, Ted and his team get relegated. If you're not, I'm a big soccer fan. So if you don't yeah. know what relegation is, because it's not kind of an American thing. Relegation isn't, if you play in certain leagues in Europe, mm-hmm. certain teams at the end of the season, the ones that finish uh, in the first, uh, in the last three or four places, get relegated to a lower league and teams from a, a higher league get elevated up. And it's mm-hmm. a tragedy for the fans, mm-hmm. you know, put it in perspective, tragedy being subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and often for the players in the club, the owners, the the coach and there's a scene where ted's team has just been relegated uh and and they're all uh very demoralized they're sitting around and ted tells them a story um he called it rom communism he was going to tell them about rom communism and i actually have this speech taped to my monitor it's not very long so i'm going to read it to you yeah it says it's the the rom communism speech is season two episode five for those of you uh uh that are that are interested he said this, if all those attractive people can go through some lighthearted struggle and still end up happy, then so can we. 
gentlemen, believing in rom communism is all about believing that everything's going to work out in the end. Now, in these next few months, they might be tricky, but that's just because we're going through our dark forest. Fairy tales do not start, nor do they end, in the dark forest. That's something that only shows up smack dab in the middle of a story, but it will all work out. Now, it may not work out how you think it will or how you hope it does, but believe me, it will all work out exactly as it's supposed to. Our job is to have zero expectations and yes. just let go. Yes. Probably the greatest scene. Yeah. I've, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've looked at that speech. It's taped to my monitor for a reason. Because Beautiful. entrepreneurship and life, there are so many moments where you're in the dark yeah. forest. And if you forget that that's not, that, that if you're in the dark forest, it's not the end. That's what that means. Yeah. Yes, that's what it means. Exactly. And exactly. you're the embodiment and another... of that, Sakshi. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I yeah. think that's a great advice to add. Watch Ted Lasso for any entrepreneur. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not just... Or leader. Like, there are parts of... Yeah, it's all about leadership and how you bring a team together, how you bring them in the same headspace. It's crazy. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, listen, Um, you know, I, I want to again end by... in Similarly, where we started, uh, you and Hirsch and your team are, are raising money. I've already committed yes. to being a part of of, of your of, of, of investing in the business and, and helping you succeed. I'm yeah. calling on uh, others who are listening, who are inspired by Sakshi to, to reach out to us at bravingbusiness.com. Uh, I'd be honored to connect you to this incredible uh, young woman uh, and her equally incredible husband. Um, and, um, you know, I, I could not be more grateful to you. this episode. And I've, we, I, PJ and I have now recorded, I think, a dozen out of the first 22 season one episodes. This has been my favorite episode. Um, <laughs> and you're my favorite guest. And oh, I, God. I say that with Thank nothing you. but respect and admiration and love for Thank the you. wonderful guests we've had so far. Of course. But this is special. This is a special moment. I'm I'm so honored to have you here. Um, I'm going to remember this. Well, I'm going to remember this opportunity having... to talk to you. I hope to be able to go back and listen to this interview in two or three or four or five years when the world knows who you are. Everyone <laughs> knows who you are and uh, has has a more appreciation for um, you know what a beautiful person you are and and uh, and and how much you're going to impact lives. It's thank you. It's, Thank most you. inspiring, really, really most inspiring conversation I've had in a really long time. No, it's, it's thank you. And, you know, PJ, that's that, that you know, that, that's not to say you're not inspiring, but it's uh, <laughs> thank you. Know, I was going to say just hello. the order of magnitude. What can I say? No, <laughs> it, no, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, you know, my wife is a rom com author, so and she's actually uh -huh. penned a couple uh, of movies. Uh, that's a darn so, good uh, one, as a matter of fact. Why don't, right. we, why don't we plug her a little bit, PJ? We don't I, give I your will. wife enough credit. Well, we, trust me. She, she has written some phenomenal books. She, her she, first book was turned into a into a movie. No, really? Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. On, a movie oh, on wow. Lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. awesome. So it's it's kind of fun. We actually went to the um. There's a uh, not to get off subject, but there's a writers conference in L. A. called the Steamy Writ. Does she does she write by Kara Lockwood? I know it's. I mean, she wrote by Kara Lockwood, Benoit. and now she's writing yeah. by Kara Tanamachi, which is her maiden name. Her maiden writing. Name. Right. Okay. right because she's writing about um, mixed asian race people right so we were just at the steamy litcon down in, in california which was fantastic you know 1200 people there but i got to tell them you know they're like oh we love your books and sometimes they're steamy sometimes they're not you know like they're, they're always funny and and all this and i said uh, well you know my favorite thing to say is whenever you get to the sexy parts think of me and then um 
you know, that's that's where we watch all the all the book sales just plummet. I love you, man. You're you're an <laughs> awesome. awesome human being. Oh, well, yes, you. You I love are. you guys too. But uh, yeah. d- so first of all, I wanted to say, you know, rom communism. Uh, my wife's all about it. Second thing I want to say is, hey, babe, we're going to invest in a company. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are the best. <laughs> We are looking for angels. So listeners, uh, any of you, any of people you know, anybody interested in investing in a future billion dollar company, please do reach out. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And you'll be fine. Your oh. fund, funding will not be an issue. Um, yeah. Thank you. All right. Sakshi, thank you. Um, thank you so much. success. You and I, of course, will be talking offline and um, yeah. it's been a great episode. PJ, do you want to close it? Do you have anything any anything wise to close hey, with? Hey, I have, have a funny already, story. Already, I didn't get oh, to yes. tell. Funny Go story. ahead. Tell us the funny story, please. Yeah. You had so many the... funny stories. You know, most guests, when we ask them for yes. something humorous, they give us like something not so humorous. She gave us <laughs> 10 things, 10 <laughs> funny stories from, from an inmate that she's been a pen pal of for like 10 years or 15 years to tripping over dogs to yeah. your sister spying on you and her. I mean, you are yeah. like a fountain of funny stories. We so sure, it. finish us off with a funny story. please. Okay. So I'm in a mall, okay, in India, one of the bigger cities, Bangalore. So I'm in a shopping mall. I'm in the washroom and I step out of the cabin and I'm like, okay, I got to wash my hands. I wash my hands. And then I'm looking for the tissue dispenser. I am not able to find it for obvious reasons. So I'm trying to find some human being around me who I can ask. So I see a female on my left. So I think it's like an, she's like an attendant or something. So I ask her, so, hi, can you help me? Um, I'm looking for a tissue dispenser. Can you point me towards it? So she's just smiling at me. Okay. She's just smiling. So I'm like, okay, um, that I usually have that effect. People get confused. Okay. She looks fine. Why is she asking us for help? Okay, I give her like a second or two and then I ask again and I still don't get a response. She's still smiling at me and I'm starting to get annoyed. Third attempt, I realize I'm talking to myself in the mirror for a good <laughs> five, ten seconds. Yeah. So yeah, that happens all the time. I love telling my stories. That's Unbelievable. <laughs> well, uh, PJ, we will never end an episode on a better note. Than no, that. no I, I dare say not. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for so much. Me. Thank you. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for being a part of the Braving Business Podcast listening audience. Be on the lookout for our weekly interviews with fascinating leaders in business and gain insight into their mindset of how they took to braving business in their own lives and careers. Check us out on YouTube, LinkedIn, and all of your favorite streaming services. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time on the Braving Business Podcast. 